0: Hey, welcome to another episode of Encountering the Heart. I'm Hunter and I'm here with Father Adam. We believe that personal stories are powerful and young people have great stories that need to be told. It's our hope that their experiences will help you to write your own story. Today, we'll be talking with Brandon Towns. Brandon is a recent graduate and he'll be heading to Florida Polytechnic in the fall. He'll be sharing his experience of dealing with
1: depression. So, you know what you want to talk about? You kind of have a story in mind?
2: Well, because that's funny is I thought about it like way before when we tried to originally schedule this Mm -hmm. and then it got like delayed and I forgot like everything I was going to talk about. (laughs) So as I was driving over here, I was trying to remember all that I thought of. Mm -hmm. Um, But because I remember the original thing I was going to talk about was like um, not letting other people's words get you down because Mm -hmm. I used to have a really big problem with that. I used to be the type of person who you say something negative to me, and I take it at face value, I or even worse is I try to derive value that wasn't meaningful from it. So like the biggest story would be my um, there was someone at school who I have a very outgoing and flamboyant personality. And a lot of people at my Christian school weren't very open to it. So they all they laughed at me, they called me gay. And it was just like, it was something where it's like, well, I know I'm not, but they all think I am. So I had a lot of internal conflict about all these people calling me names. And it started with people that I knew. And I kind of like laughed at it at first. And then when it started to spread to people who I didn't know, who knew absolutely nothing about me, and it spread across the entire school, it just it got to me way more than it should have. And one of the most memorable things from that time was it got to the point where it it was one of the worst days where like everyone who I didn't know was coming up to me and like laughing and all of that. And I just, I went to my best friend and he basically was wondering like why I was taking it so harshly. And this was someone that I trusted and he started getting into it and he started calling me names and it just, it got so bad where I got home that night and I laid on the floor and just started crying. I cried for about four or five, like I couldn't sleep. I just cried. And I, I took out a pen. I bit it in half and tried to slit my wrists open with the sharp part of the pen and it was that night when i was crying on the floor wishing i was dead that i realized i was like why why am i letting other people define who i am and i prayed that night and i was like god why why is this like what are you trying to teach me in this moment like what what is the point of getting me to this point point?" and I realized and i don't want to get too political of course but nowadays there are a lot of people who like to take everything and play the victim and i realized that what he was trying to teach me and he was trying to prepare me for that because if i continued down that path of playing the victim i could end up in a much worse off spot where i blamed everyone but myself and then i dig myself into a deeper and deeper hole of depression and all of that and I'm still one that struggles with depression I'm not I'm I try to do my best to to always look on the bright side to always be as happy as I can but it's one of those things where that moment taught me that I needed to get better because letting everyone else define who you are doesn't let you become who you are supposed to be, who God planned you to be. Because they're not God. They they don't know what your plan is. They don't know what your hopes and dreams are. They just know what other people are saying about you. And I just it it was very eye-opening. It was an eye-opening experience that I would I would I would never change. And the funniest part about it is is that one kid that got me to that low point where I I was crying on the floor is now my best friend in the world. I That was one of the other things that it taught me was it taught me forgiveness because this one person and I actually, I talked to him recently about it. I told him for the first time how low he actually got me and he started crying. He was bawling his eyes out because he never knew what he was doing to me. He never knew that that is how it was affecting me. Like he he was so, I mean, he hated himself for what he thought he did, like what I almost did. And I just kept telling him, I was like, we. what it taught me was that it, it wasn't your fault. It wasn't your fault. You clearly didn't know what you were doing, but I didn't understand that you didn't know what you were doing. I didn't, I was too immature to understand that you were just being also immature in a different way. We were both immature in a different sense. And it was just having that conversation with my friend about understanding that what we say can affect people, but also we can't like we can't worry about how our words will affect people necessarily. We can't always be like, "Oh, I don't want to offend this person." Oh, that. But we also need to think about what if that person doesn't understand that I just mean it full-heartedly? Yeah. So So, Brandon, I just want to
1: first uh thank you for your vulnerability because there are so many uh people out there of all ages who uh struggle with the words that other people tell them. And are not comfortable in their own identity given to them by God. And they, uh, I'm sure, can benefit so much from your story and your vulnerability. And uh, I also want to just affirm you and turning to the Lord and asking God to be there present to you. And it sounds like he gave you so many graces, not only to recognize who he has made you to be, but also that grace to be able to forgive that person and to reach out and to have that real conversation. And in that conversion of your own heart and in that relationship with him, you were able to point out in him uh, a fault that he didn't even recognize. He didn't know how much his words uh, could uh, play an effect on another person. Um, So really, I just want to thank you for your vulnerability and sharing your story. It really is, I think, going to help a lot of people.
2: Yeah, it's like you said, there are a lot of people nowadays who don't feel comfortable. And this happened my freshman year of high school and I'm going to college now. And I didn't even have this, con- I wasn't even comfortable talking to my friend about it for three years after it happened because I I was so, as, as much as it taught me about forgiveness and all that, I was still so ashamed that I had let that happen to me. And it was... I can't even remember what it was, but just one day I woke up and I was like, I, I can't necessarily be ashamed of how I let it affect me because as long as I, I can understand that I've learned from it and that that lesson has taught me to be a better person, then why should I be ashamed of it?
0: Yeah. And that's beautiful that you were able to not only kind of endure that experience, but also eventually be able to to open up about it. And um, if I could kind of ask a question, I guess, about that actual experience that you went to, what was it that, so I guess you said that um, your friends had kind of been speaking these essentially like lies over you and you'd begin to internalize them and believe them yourself. Um, When you finally kind of heard that voice of God breaking through about your own identity and and who you are, like, what was it that you heard um, him speaking to you?
2: Well, it the thing that, that really happened was I I texted one of my friends when I was crying on the floor about what was going on, and it kind of felt like it was a separate person that wasn't involved in the situation, and I was so low that I felt like they didn't care about me, and that the words that they were saying were just bouncing off, and I, I was like, why did, why do I feel like no one cares? And the next day my mom approached me and she was like, Brandon, like, are you okay? Like, cause I, I hadn't, I was so insecure about this. I hadn't talked about it with my mom at all. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, your, your friend's mom called me saying you were trying to kill yourself last night. And that kind of that right there made me realize that there are people who care about me in this world Mm. because while i was so low and i don't even know what she was saying she could have been telling me to stop like i didn't care in that moment i didn't care what the words she was saying she was saying but when i woke up the next day and i found out that she was so concerned about me that she told her mom and her mom called my mom to tell her about was what was going on i I I couldn't help but thank God that he put this person in my life that cared about me so much that even though I, in the moment, could care less what she was saying, she was still so persistent and so concerned about what I was doing that she was willing to reach out in so many different ways.
0: Wow, that's beautiful. That's beautiful that that you could really, I think, see Christ in in the actions of that friend right that you could see her reaching out and caring for you in that way That that's such a beautiful testimony all around
1: we were made for a relationship and it was that relationship that brought you out of that isolation mm-hmm. when you recognize that someone else did care for you and so again uh brian i thank you for coming in today and sharing your story with us and uh it's Definitely going to touch, I'm sure, a number of people in their own hearts and hopefully uh, allow them to break out of that isolation they feel themselves and recognize that they do have people around them who care for them and uh, there is uh, refuge in the Lord. So, thank you. Thanks, Brandon. depression is something that a lot of people suffer from and it forces us to believe that we live in this world of isolation and darkness but it's important if anyone here is struggling with any of these thoughts or feelings to remember that there are people who care for you there are people who love you and desire to help draw you out from that darkness and isolation so if anything at minimum please feel free to reach out to Uh, a youth minister, to a priest, to a parent, a friend, and let them know that you're struggling so that way you may receive the help that you need. And again, we thank you for listening to Encountering the Heart.